Alright, good evening everyone and welcome to I'm Actually Comics. My name is Tristan and I am joined today by Bob. He's over there. Hello, friends. <laughs> yes, that's that's the triple F friends that we all know and love. Friends. That's right, he's seen a g ghost because it's the Halloween <laughs> there's season. No, there's no Scooby-Doo comic We're this week. so spooked out. Uh, but we have, uh, there is actually a lot of weird little Halloween offerings yeah, this week. There some, are. Some fun stuff. Fair amount. I'm kind of excited about some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, some good stuff. There were a bunch of books that I really enjoyed. Good some idea. of them are so silly that uh, they... You know, I enjoyed them because of their silliness, and some of them I enjoyed because of their quality. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to go through it, because it's a big week. Yeah, there's a lot of books. As usual, it's a big week, but this is a this seems to be a particularly big week. Yeah, um, they really ought to work on spacing these fucking things out. Yeah, like, release, like, two comics a week. I mean... You know, like... That's a little low on Spider-Man... And Batman. Yes. And then nothing else. That's right. That's what I'd do. If I was if that's I was the if okay. I was president of comic books, that's what I'd do. Well, I mean you probably would because those would sell. <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> no, that was the that was the plan that DC went with for a couple of years there. Yeah. And it didn't work out didn't. so good. Yeah, it's called the flooding the market. You're flooding the market with only Batman books. Yeah, that yeah. did not help us. No. Uh, anyway, let's talk about uh, Minor Threats. The World of Minor <laughs> Threats presents The Alternates. Yes, with a foil logo cover. Um, Curses. I liked the first issue better than this one, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Patton Oswalt. We all we like that guy. We do. We like him. He has uh, funny. continued to be funny. And stuff. And stuff. And he's only complained about cancel culture once that uh, I can remember. <laughs> and he was like, what's, you know, sometimes, listen, as an old guy, I understand that we take a little while to pick up on, on societal <laughs> to, trends to sometimes. Read the room. Uh, reading the room, too. and uh, But I appreciate that once he finally was able to read the room, he went, oh, I get it. I'm being a dickhead. I'll stop being a dickhead, and then he stopped, and that's that's the difference between people who are dickheads and people who uh, yeah. learn. Yeah, and I like that. I there's, like it when people learn. There's another guy that did that too. I think uh, what's Louis his name? C.K. Yes. No, <laughs> it wasn't that guy. I mean, I don't know about that guy, and I actually don't know what he did. But I, uh, I think I'm thinking nothing of good. Dan Harmon. Oh yeah, I think he kind of figured it out. Absolutely, as well. I think Dan Harmon's uh, maybe like, honestly. I don't know. I want I want nothing more than for Dan Harmon to retire from writing uh, normal things like Rick and Morty and whatever he does normally, and just do a woodworking show, because oh. he is now obsessed with like yeah I read that he got a bunch of like woodworking equipment and I follow his Instagram with something else and literally it's just like him puttering around a woodworking workshop and being incredibly smart about what he's talking about yeah. and just doing cool stuff that I'm like you know what yeah. I'm jealous. I'm I'm glad that you're living that kind of life. Yeah. I would I would love that. I would love that for myself. But you know what else I would love? What? Uh an Archie horror title that's... by the name of Fear the Fun House. I don't believe that's true. No, I would not enjoy it at all. <laughs> you'll never get you'll never guess uh there's a Chucky parody and his name is Plucky. Uh, yeah. you but know, he's not a duck, oddly. I flipped through it and didn't even notice. So that, it's only on the cover. I yeah. don't think there's actually a story. Uh, okay, I didn't mess not to pick that one up then. What about the astonishing Iceman? Yes, he's one of he's one of my amazing friends. Yeah. Um, Damn it! Did I just reveal that I was Spider-Man? You did. 
that, well, I mean, now you did. <laughs> you, you, oh, there was pe- some. You had plausible di- can... <laughs> deniability for a little bit, but other you people lost can it. have amazing friends. Shit, it's so um, true. No, nah, the Iceman thing is is fine. He shows up. He fights people. Makes quips. He's kind of very Spider Man y in yeah. this uh, series. I mean, you know, he is. He, some of his being an amazing friend of Spider Man has worn off on him. Mm-hmm. He and Firestar. Firestar, yes. Yes, Firestar. <laughs> not um, Storm. That's the other guy. <laughs> Firestorm is a different. Uh, is a, is a DC different. is really not doing anything with Firestorm for a long time. Firestorm is enough. such a difficult character. Really? Especially when they created Deathstorm. They really like oh. put themselves in a corner there with that yeah. character. Thanks, thanks, Jeff Johns. That was like... Your contribu- contributions to... The, uh, the contribution the to... The canon. I mean, just a character that like you took away the one thing that made it even slightly believable that he could exist in the world <laughs> that he had constraints on his powers yeah and you gave Deathstorm no constraints on the powers so he could turn Superman into a bowl of pudding if, whenever he <laughs> felt like it or turn the entire world into a cloud of butterflies yeah if he felt like it it's like, like it. Uh, how do you beat how that? do you write that story how do you write a story with that character and have it make any sense it's called MacGuffins mm, MacGuffins <laughs> You need MacGuffins. Uh, egg MacGuffins. Yeah, I could use an Egg MacGuffin right now. <laughs> it would really help. I'm going to smash my birthday dinner when I get home. That yeah. I, my, my leftovers for my birthday dinner last night. Which was all fried McDonald's. Chicken. No, it was fried chicken from nice. Crispy Guy. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Please tell me that's a real place. It's a restaurant. <laughs> You're making that up. I am not. It's Crispy Guy. <laughs> it's on Exchange Street. That's that's such an asshole name. It sounds like what I would name a restaurant if, it's, if I had It's a, a fried, fried chicken, chicken place restaurant. that, it's an Asian fried chicken place that has the crispiest fried chicken. That's called Crispy Guy. G- G-A-I. That's Crispy good. Guy. Oh, it's even better. Okay. Wow. No, it's good. I went there Damn. for I went there for my birthday and it was good. Also, I would like to Also, the out- fried rice is really good. I'm sure it is. Uh, I would like to point out that it does have the uh, this astonishing Iceman has the uh, the train car hopping uh, hobo Captain America on the cover. Oh yeah, he he's has, in the issue as well. He is in the issue. They team up. That's great. I the whole him. deal with Iceman now is he got killed, right? And now his his boyfriend, who is an inhuman, it wills him back into existence for yes. uh, however, but he can only live in this one place. And then he can exist in the world for a few minutes at a time by the grace of his own oh, mutant weird. like belief in himself or some shit. So oh. he basically like shows up and has to beat the villain very quickly. Otherwise, he dies again. So he's basically Frosty the Snowman now. Yeah, it, honestly, it's kind of dumb because like the whole deal of him is that like as long as there's like a molecule of water left on the planet, like yeah, he yeah. can still exist. That's why he's like the Omega level mutant, right? I mean, and, it's, and it's a very Wolverine like, ability, the, and then that then was the, taken away from Wolverine as well, right? By Mister McGuffin himself, Jerry yep. Duggan. Yep, Jerry McGuffin. <laughs> um, you know, McDuggan. Here's here's a, a title that I'm having a hard time. Uh, moving because of uh, because of the fact that it has the word Avengers in it, and I oh. wish they had taken the word Avengers off of it, so that really, so that people would buy it. But this you is you think a people great, don't great, buy it because it says don't Avengers, like Avengers books. People don't want an Avengers book. Really, I don't know why. I can't explain it. That's strange. Uh, for, this book it's is just great. This place, maybe it's just our small corner of the universe. Maybe, but man, things with Avengers on them do not sell. Because I feel like people say, oh, well, we got the movies. We don't need this. 
Mm. I feel like there's a little bit of that that mentality. But this Avengers Incorporated is a crazy, you know, vision story. And not, it's awesome. Yeah, it's actually in this one the vision is in it, but this guy is not the vision. He is a well, he, I mean, it's, he, they it's made like, it seem like he's going to be the vision, but he's not because the vision shows up in this comic. He does, but also he's. Uh, they're trying to figure out if he is a clone of Vision of some sort. How do you clone a machine? Uh, I mean, I used to. You used to have to like when you took the hard drive, you would three D printer. Yeah, you could <laughs> swap it, and there was there was like a master slave setting where it was like, oh, one goes here, one goes there, and then you'd. Yeah, I, I remember how to do it, but uh, I don't know how I'd do it with a Vision. I think, and this is just speculation. I have no, but I think it's that guy who Al Ewing introduced the, the masked bandit guy, whatever. Oh, I hope so. I, I like him. him. I don't know. We'll I thought see. he was cool. We'll see. And speaking of really good comics this week, oh my goodness, hmm. world's finest. Oh yeah, it's cool. Things are happening in yeah. on the Kingdom Come front, which is very exciting. This this book fucking rules. I it mean, is it really has good. Forever. I hope it's not. I mean, I hope that, I honestly, I... I really like this book and it doesn't matter to me if it does or doesn't do it, but I hope that the kingdom come thing is just like one arc and then they get out of there. Cause like, I don't kingdom come is, is, is interesting to me, but I think that some of these things are just like, you don't, when you endlessly revisit, you know, kingdom come was existed, but then there was the kingdom and then there was like kingdom two. And then there was sure. But like, those were all, like, those weren't Mark Wade vehicles. Were they? One of them was, there was one I that was an Alex that Ross JSA thing. and there was one. Yeah. And then JSA did it. That was Jeff Johns. But I mean, the point being just that, like, I, I like the, the, if you read world's finest, you know, like the deal with the, that character that's, you know, whatever, but I don't want. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. But if you like, if you like this, if you like it, you like Mark it. Wade is returning to it. It's very interesting. I think, yeah. Uh, this is the first time we've actually seen the world, and I love the fact that we've returned to the diner, yeah. and that that was one of the one of the big set yeah. pieces was yeah. someone else drawing the diner, and it was drawn, you know, in that really that Dan Mora kind of yeah. style, that and like, like qu- oh, qu- sort of cool. qu- quasi Jim Lee yeah. sort of looking that art. That was awesome. We like if Jim Lee sort of, but better. I like. Yeah, better. I actually like Dan Mora better than Jim Lee. Except that there weren't boobs obscured by fog. Exactly, Which or was giant <laughs> Green Lantern dick cannons. <laughs> Uh, oh, Dick Cannon, you are the best of all of us. Um, all right, so here is here is a controversial one between the two of us. Oh yeah, uh, beneath the trees where nobody sees. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, as you may guess, from the Teddy Bear's Picnic lyric that <laughs> makes up the the title, and the bloody sack that the bear is carrying into the woods. This is a serial killer. Uh, teddy bear story it is literally a funny animal <laughs> hannibal lecter yeah funny animal lecter <laughs> yeah funny animal oh lecter. my god do you think that anybody thought of funny animal lecter when they were doing this i don't think so that's a shame maybe they did but it really is it's an entire little like it's an yeah, entire yeah. town full of different animals everyone's a different species of animal yeah. in this town and the brown bear that lives in this town who's like runs the hardware store i think he's, he's got very strong um ed, like ed not no who am i thinking of um john wayne gacy but not like a clown like he's like a average kind of yeah. overweight man who everybody loves in the town yep. he's like a affable guy yes. but then he also like bisects his neighbors yes. 
and and it is it's very, very it is gruesome. very very gruesome and it is Graphic. so here's the thing that's it why i a, didn't like it, it personally. is a very well told story it is a beautifully illustrated story it is but it is also it's also very gory and it is gory to cutesy animals in a in a storybook children's story way so for people who find that repellent, the idea of somebody doing that kind of thing, and and it's at this point in our society, I can see where that would definitely get repellent because we are at the point where there is no childhood thing that hasn't been turned into porn on the internet, <laughs> a horror story, or a yeah. fucking shoot 'em up. Yeah, it is I mean, like, we've seen it, graphic, funny animal comics a million times. It's million not like times. it's it's yeah. not like it's treading new ground. It, it is it is sort of I, treading new ground in that in its graphicness. It's, and, I think I think that literally is it, but it has just taken it to a level yeah. where there is there is legitimately not to spoil a part here, but one of the characters is legitimately bisected and dissected and cut into cubes essentially. Yeah, and you see every every piece of their anatomy yeah. splayed out on a blanket. Yeah. And it's, you know, it is a very, very... I believe that's called vivisectioning. Vivisectioning. If, if they are still alive, yes. Oh, yeah. I think maybe he was dead. Uh, they were they were gassed, so maybe they were still alive. I'm it, not it sure. It may have been a vivisection. I don't know. All I know is that it was, it, it's very well crafted. It's, it's, it's a... Yeah. A fine piece of art. It is just not a thing that I am looking for and in a story. I personally. will say, I will also say in... On the positive side for this book, uh, Kyle Starks uh, apparently thinks <laughs> it's his favorite book of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, he was a big fan of this. Uh, Marshall talked to him at Comic Con and said that he really really liked this one. So it, it does do a. I mean, obviously, like there's like a bear carrying a bloody sack of parts on the cover. Sure. So it's not like it's like pretending to be anything that it's not. Right. But if you were to just like not look at the cover and read it, like you'd get about five six pages in before you realize oh, even absolutely. that something dark is about to happen it's very much like a kind of like our town yeah and with funny animal kind of and yeah. the art's nice like it's it's well done the vivisections are beautifully portrayed if it was our town it would be on a stage with no set and someone <laughs> right. would be frying bacon um but <laughs> That's for all you theater kids out there. Uh, anyway, um, Big Game by Mark Millar and Pepe Larez is out there. A wonderful waste of the greatest artist going right now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> one of them. Oh. And we've got a pen and ink version of Berserker. Yeah. If you can't you like get Ron, that. Well, if you like Ron Garney. I do. Pretty cool thing to look at. It is. I mean, it's beautiful. <coughs> and Excuse we have, me. Uh, we have the... Luckily, it's not last week, so this is not the worst pun that I've ever seen. <laughs> God, it's bad, though. Uh, it is catch me if you can. And it's literally the worst. No, because there was a character last week who was a version of Hush, who was uh, female. Shush. A she-hush, if you will, <laughs> known as Shush. So It's true, but the blurb itself, like the name, that's just a bad name. This oh, is a bad blurb. This is a very bad blurb. Oh, man. All of a sudden, I smell either a skunk or some really strong weed. It's always strong weed on this fucking block. Someone is smoking, like, right behind me on oh, yeah. Congress Street. It actually smells pretty good, which oh, is weird because it smells like a skunk. We The number of times that we have... Yeah, it, we're like I remember back in the old days it was like oh that smells like it's going and it's like now weed is so powerful that it legitimately is 
difficult to distinguish between an actual <laughs> skunk and the weed because of the level of like just potency yeah. in in the weed totes crazy yeah. and anyway people love to sit in front of that front door and just hot box this space while yeah. we're doing podcasts they think that when they go in the little recessed area that no one can see them smoke piss shit yeah we can smell all of that and <laughs> all of it gets us high for some reason it's also all visible from the street yes. i don't know why people think that if they do it's like okay there's no cover there Nobody cares. I don't think any think, people shit in your front door, but no, it's the back door. They do that. It's always the back door. Uh, you mean the enterprise front door? No, my my literal back door. Oh, oh, gross. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Um, Congress Street. It is Congress Street, and one of the people I saw pissing there, just a hipster, just some oh, fucking just some dude drunk, with well, a, just the, some fucking drunk dude with a waxed mustache yeah. and like. I went into a bar. I drank three beers in twenty minutes, and then I left yep. and forgot to take a piss because when I was in there, I didn't realize I yep. had to piss. And then I got outside, and all of a sudden, I was and dying. Didn't care. <laughs> and I just was like, "Where is a place I can piss?" And that's it. That's where it was, unfortunately. Next up, guys, children of the vault. I don't really get it, but it is fine. Yeah, it it's fine. fine. Uh, the, I actually haven't read this issue, but uh, the first few I really enjoyed, so mm. whatever. Not sure uh, Coda, I'm not following it. I didn't like the first one, so I'm mm. not following this one. I did like the first one. Uh, I decided not to follow this one, but I do think the art is very, very, very oh, good. Oh, the art is beautiful. Very I'm, good. I am, uh, I am a Simon Spurrier apologist, so uh, pretty much I kind of... I forgive him an awful lot because of yeah. the cool stuff he's done in the past. So I'm a take or leave Simon Spurrier. Yeah, I I mean that's kind of what I am. It's I don't I don't go out of my way to read his stuff because sometimes it's just bad. Mm. You know what's good this week that what? I was actually really surprised by, what? and also I was really happy that it, of the way that they portrayed it, Crypt of Shadows. Oh yeah, yeah. I this, there was a couple good ones in there. I thought it was good. So I. I like one, one of not the only horror anthology this week. Absolutely, that's good. but I really loved the fact that I. I mean, maybe they've done this before, but they had a crypt keeper. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. There's a vampire who's trapped behind a in a in a mirror by a spell, and he's like talking to himself and announcing the stories as they come out. That's fun. Yeah. I think fun. I think horror hosts are like kind of coming back. Oh, absolutely. In a big the, way. Into the zeit. And uh, credit yeah. to Sven Gulli for keeping the torch open. Yeah, I think so too. And also, you know what? Penny, our our friend Penny Dreadful as well. I oh, think yeah. she's she's. I'm sure there's it. others I make during tough. It's true, but uh, the, I, I call her local. She's not really all that local. But, you know, she's a friend of ours and she's awesome. So yeah. I would say. Nice. Credit her as well. Yeah, she's, she's really, she's bringing it as well. Um, okay, Crypt of Shadows. I give like highest marks too i loved it loved it loved it i would give it high marks if you're looking for a a horror anthology it's it's right up there yeah uh daredevil number two any good i didn't read it it's not grabbing me i mean it's got a lot to it's got a lot to uh, i mean i've made my live up to yeah and i've made my myself known as uh just like i just don't give a fuck about god and the devil i don't fucking care that's why like i was actually talking about this online with my friend andy uh in in comments but um he posted a thing of satanish 
And that's what I like is like, he's just Satan adjacent. He's feeling, he's feeling a little satanish today. I like, I like that. I like Mephisto to some extent I like, but like when it gets into the like actual Christian mythology bullshit in comics, like fuck off with it. I don't fucking care. So Daredevil's a priest now. It's boring. I don't care. Maybe it's interesting to some people. It is not interesting to me and I don't give a fuck. Okay. So, uh, cyborg is out yeah it's all right this series is all right there's nothing wrong with it it's 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 just kind of there yep deadpool batter blood is out i will pass on describing anything about this comic book (laughs) i will say that i was incredibly excited to see deadpool on a skateboard i thought this was oh the cover cover is the best thing i loved i loved the cover and then i started looking at the trucks and the engineering of those trucks is so fucking wrong that it made me so angry. Yeah. It's just like, wh- what are you going to do with that? It doesn't But I don't turn. even think Liefeld drew that. No. Uh, whoever drew it has never seen the trucks of a skateboard or was right. intentionally trying to make some sort of... Yeah. I don't, maybe it's Rocket Racers board. It's, so it's, it's like a, when you see a drawing of a drum set and there's like, yes. there's the hi-hat, but there's no foot trigger for yes, it or something. Exactly. You know, it's just like, come on. Like you, you literally had one job. It was to look at a thing and then <laughs> and like do some kind of approximation yes. of it. Uh, Whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, the, <laughs> the, the, I just don't, I, it's, it's weird to me that. He, mu- he must literally comics. work for like just absolutely nothing. Like I can't. Probably. I mean, uh, I know that he makes uh, a minimum of like two thousand dollars on every page that he sells that has Deadpool on it. So oh, he probably so he just, just does it for nothing and then sells the originals. That's my guess. Yeah. Okay. Is that like the covers sell for ten grand and the pages sell for two grand and he's just. He makes money off that, and the comics can be as bad as he wants them to be. No. Clearly, he wants them to be very bad. <laughs> yeah, as nasty as he wants to be. Uh, so we have here uh, a Dune House Harkonnen number 10. I did not and do not read many of the licensed comics of this nature. No. We have uh, City Boy with a swamp thing. City Boy is good. I actually really like City Boy. I think it's I think it's good. Uh, it's good and not as good as uh, the other series it was launched with, uh, Spirit World. But it is good. And Greg Pak is a good writer. All right. And uh, another. Speaking of cute kitty things that are turned into violent, bloody massacres, we have dwellings. And you know what? I just think I mentally understand the difference between this and the the uh, teddy bear comic because there is a difference because I, think, I love dwellings. I think I understand where the separation is, is it's too, the other one is too accurate to what an actual like British little old lady making a, a children's story would draw. It's too close. Mm. Whereas this is just, you know, a little Lulu comic and, or a uh, Casper. Casper. Yeah. And so if nobody it's like Harvey, but like actual horror, I think for nobody me, cares if that happens to them. It's the juxtaposition. I mean, obviously, well, number one, it's the level of storytelling craft that goes into it. Yeah. Like Jay Stevens has been doing ultra high quality work for his entire career, which goes back decades. So it's like, there's that like pacing it's not about like just the gross out imagery all when the gross out imagery happens it's kind of like and it's, it's cartoony it's cartoony visceral. it's definitely like 
yeah, it, it doesn't do the same thing that the art in that bear comic does. Um, but I do think that it's just he understands w- he understands w- how to scare people, like how to get inside someone's head and de- and develop a world in a way that like even though you're looking at this like totally cutesy imagery, if you really read the comics, like they are actually terrifying on a certain level like they like these two are not my favorite of the issues of dwellings having read all of them except for the final one which i think i forgot to order in the kickstarter i realized today i'm not sure it's possible i bought it and just forgot it's also possible i completely forgot anyway um the one with the tongue is definitely like the 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 craziest one and that was in the last bound volume but yeah, these are great, great if you too. didn't get the kickstarters to read the one with the crow from the last yeah one like, i mean that was like one two stories. just like so boom good. boom yeah Brilliant. this this that was issue one and two of the of the series this is three and four and then there'll be one more that's five and six yep uh anyway it's great read it it is great it's definitely like one of the best books on the stand if not the best holy crap fables continues yeah it's, pu- it's uh, so public domain behind. now I'll never know. <laughs> you could make your own fables ending now. Exactly. You could probably do it faster than this book is coming out. Uh, 160. It is out. Uh, Jay Garrick, The Flash is out. I'm uh, still interested in it in the same way that I was. I actually really liked that um, Stargirl that introduced these characters. Yeah, so I agree. I'm, I'm following this story because it interests me. Yeah. It's and cool. uh, I didn't hate this. We have uh, that sounds Dynamite. negative. I actually, I would say, I liked it. Uh, we have Dynamite's gargoyles, uh, Halloween special. Gargoyles and gargoyles. I hope this is the new idea from Dynamite that they are going to improve their cover quality so mm. that they're not constantly getting damaged in shipment. Because Ooh. man, does Dynamite <coughs> damage easily? Because their paper stock and cover stock is the same, exactly like what Marvel was doing for a while. Just absolute trash. Uh, and this is like uh, like Scout. This feels like that same like heavy duty, like nice, nice card stock looking awesome. Mm. Into it, um, we have the Forged. Oh yeah, this I uh, you know if I was reading this from number one, it's probably really good. I mean, it's by the same guy that wrote Gotham Central, so yeah. he knows how to develop a story long form. I just like it didn't. The first issue didn't grab me, so I haven't been really following it. But the art's great. Um, we have here uh, Ghost Rider number nineteen, mm. and I think this is probably like the closest thing to a return to form that Ghost Rider is going to have for any time soon. I I'm a fan of the characters that they're bringing in. I don't know. I think this is a good series. Yeah. I think uh, I think ever since the Wolverine crossover, this has gotten considerably better. I think Benjamin Percy is one of the best writers Marvel has in their stable currently. I agree. That is that is the truth. Uh, we got Green Lantern War Journal. It's got zombies and stuff. Yeah, I don't like the villains uh, of it and I think that DC is on the wrong track with the Green Lantern comics right I now. I know, it makes I me think sad. all I, of them are, I really are thought off they the rails. Were, I thought they were going to fix it. I was yeah. so convinced. I mean, I it's really so fucking convinced. just kind of basic. Like, just, yeah. you know, like, well, it I doesn't, thought... like, don't make it so stupid continuity involved. Like, this thing is like, what's going on? He doesn't even have a Green Lantern ring. He's just, yeah. like, got the power and he's like the god power and stuff i'm just like blah fucking blah yep. i don't know whatever 
Grim is out. I like Grim. Yeah. Uh, we've got Hawk Girl number four of six. This is this the is not a Hawk Girl comic. Is my problem with this? I know. Like it's, it's so like weird. it's it, it's all about this alien character Prism or whatever it's the character is is called, and and it's not a Hawk Girl story. It's just like Hawk Girl is in it, but like it's not. It's it should be called something different. Yep, I agree. Um, and uh, so we have next uh, Zoe Thorogood's treatment of hack slash mm. holy crap is zoe thorogood my new favorite <laughs> artist I've, is that I, possible i think zoe thorogood is a is a very good artist holy i like this shit, I style of it so much i don't uh, I, at this point there's too much hack slash lore for me to know in order to really get this but if i was just buying a comic for the art like i would uh, this would be a contender it's a great look a book it's weird that they that they kept to any of the this like it seems like they could have simplified this quite a bit but yeah it's like there's some kind of school where they learn to kill yeah. uh serial killer yeah, like a, jason's so basically they're it's like they're, a school for jason killers they're basically doing a riff on uh something's killing the children essentially oh which i also don't read uh, Harley Quinn, black and white and red are all over. And Zoe Thorogood has a story in that as well. There is so much beautiful art in that the, book. The, Holy Christ. The selling point for me on that one is that it's a reuniting of uh, Kyle Starks and Chris Schweizer, who did the Mars Attacks comic that was the first thing I, I read from Kyle. I love that so much. I love that. I love that writer art team. It's uh, it's great. That's uh, There's another story in that Harley Quinn as well that's fine but those first two one zoe thoroughgood and then the other one is uh starks schweizer and uh i think that it is a good looking book uh, and that is a book that you're buying for the art you know like it's i mean the stories are fun yeah, yeah. but they're these toss away stories these are know? art books 100 percent uh speaking of art books but also great fucking stories and also oh my god tyler crook Holy crap. Oh, wait, is this that Dark Horse this headless is thing? Headless Horseman from Dark Horse. Sure you're paying 7.99 for it, but you should pay more. It's so good. It's worth every penny. I love I the host. Awesome. I love the host. Yep. The headless horseman host. Yep. I loved the Tyler Crook story a lot. Yep. It's definitely that my favorite story I've read for this Halloween. Yeah. Hands down, this season, so, this spooky season. So good. Hands down my favorite. But I did not love the other stories in it as I much. I liked they're the other fine. stories. I didn't they're, love them. No. They're they're good. But they're good. But like that Tyler Crook one is just like fucking it's great. So, it's so, really so, good. So, good. so if you want a horror anthology, yeah. like um I, I'm sure I could probably do a better job of talking up the earlier stories in it. But man, get it for yeah. that Crook story. No, I mean they they are good though. They're not it's not they're not throwaways, but yeah. they're and you know, it's just Crook, I think it really is just how good that Tyler Crook story is. I love that he just does those too, because he had a story in that uh DC um yeah. Ghouls Wanna Have Fun that was also really fun and yeah. good. Uh Hexagon Bridge. I really wish you still had number one because I didn't buy it when oh, you, really? it came out and I was like, this is cool. But for whatever reason, I didn't buy it. And then I looked at this one. I was like, this book is fucking gorgeous. And uh, I really thought it was cool. And now I need to find number one and I'm going to keep buying it because it's great. Yeah. Uh, we've got Incredible Hulk number five. I love Incredible Hulk. I, I like, like it. The series 
quite a bit. And also, I love that the variant you gave me the variant that is the sort of homage to Hookie. Oh, it's got the Hookie monster on it. It's got like a Bernie Wrightson. Uh, the oh, I just I grabbed the one from the top. Yeah, um, like that's that's basically the. That's Bernie not Wrightson. the main cover. I, maybe it is the main cover. Uh, one, yeah, that is the main cover. Yeah, um, I, I liked it. I didn't. I don't. Th- I like the title. Is it Tyler Kirkham or whoever it is that's the fill-in artist? Yeah, like it's all right. Um, it's it's really weird. Like it's. I mean, yeah. it's uh, weird. It's really drastically different. Let's yeah, say. Um, but I did really like the. Um, this I, I like this run and uh, the story is good enough to power through the fact that the art is more gestural than yeah than and it's I, not bad art it's to. just not a style that I like it's not house style it's it's yeah. definitely more indie style which is interesting but yeah. uh, it's it's it, good it's cool if you're a fan of that artist it's you know like no no, yeah. no shame I don't think it's no. bad art it's just like I don't like it as much as the regular art team but whatever and there's a backup that's like by the way, do you remember Power Man? Oh, remember? Yeah. We have we have a character called Power Man that's not Luke Cage. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I guess I remember that. The art's pretty good on and that they're one like, too. No, though. no, no. You care about him, and we're like, no, no, I don't think we do. I don't think anybody cares about that character. <laughs> I think he was a misfire. But eh, maybe, maybe not. I'm sure someone does. It's possible. I do not remember that being very successful. But in Hell We Fight, number five is out. Excuse me. John yeah. Layman and Jock. Jock. Not Jock, but Jock. No, please, not Jock. It's Jock. Yeah. Um, I Maybe believe. it's Joke. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Invincible Iron Man, number 11. They're continuing to get married <laughs> over and over again. But you know what is, what's better than any of that put together? What? It's Jeff. The, <laughs> the, the 400th of, printing of the same you know Jeff comic. It's we great. keep selling it yeah. every time I get it in. So it's great. I'm going to keep getting it because yeah. it's so fun and funny and delightful. Yeah. And it's if ever they're like, my also, kid wants a comic book. I'm like, and they're yeah, like, Jeff. they're at a low reading level. And it's like, oh, I know Jeff. It. doesn't it. even have words. Doesn't have words. <laughs> this is perfect. Your your three year old to five year old is going to totally understand th- this. that already knows Baby Shark. Yeah, it's definitely like. <laughs> Just tell him it's Baby Shark. It's, it's fine. It's got Spider Man and and a shark. Yeah, yeah. like uh, what kid isn't going to be like Spidey Shark? I probably have to pay like four thousand dollars for that now. Yeah, don't do it. Um. Anyway, we've got Junior Baker, the comic book that nobody's reading. Righteous, <laughs> gives a fuck. Um. Let's see. Now here's the most important comic of all time. Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong versus Kramer versus Kramer <laughs> versus <laughs> sorry Albert Brooks versus Jason uh, didn't mean versus... to steal that joke from you uh, but yes versus Freddy versus Jason uh, anyway uh, yeah it's, it's a good. book it's good I it's exactly it's... as good as you would want it to be it honestly I gotta say I think it's better than I thought it was gonna be by probably double that's why i said it's as good as you want yeah it exactly be. it's weird i was expecting it to kind of be maybe gar- i expected maybe it garbage-y. to be bad yeah yeah um, and this and is like it's pro- not this is probably the best justice league the most justice league comic i've read in five years six years eight years ten yeah. years 20 years i don't know god it's been a while since i've read a good justice league comic it is it is a it's a good justice league comic and it's a good premise it's fine i didn't you know it's, it wasn't a take home for me but uh i did enjoy it reading it it's cool some of the covers are neat it's, i can understand why people are waiting if they're not going to get it this week they may be waiting because there was a delay 
on the covers with the electronic sounds because they're taking Wait, longer what? to produce. Oh, you, if there's one with electronic sounds, I'll buy it. A Kong and a Godzilla, and you open the front and it screeches or roars, depending on whether you have the Kong or the Godzilla cover. Okay, so, that that might have tipped it over the edge. For I know because it's not like it's a bad comic. No. I just was like, it's not like enough of anything where like there's other <laughs> comics I'm buying. Should I spend ten dollars on one that roars? Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. Fucking yeah, definitely. it's a comic that roars. Of course, <laughs> I want this. Yeah. God, uh, no, it's it's awesome. I I really really liked it as a Godzilla fan and a King Kong fan, and also specifically a fan of this this new series. Uh, I think it's fun. I I was having this conversation earlier with someone where one of the things that I, I think I like the most of it about it is the fact that you know that it essentially relies on Superman being the Superman that we love <laughs> as opposed to yes. some other Ultraman-ish telling some sort of uh, the boys version of Superman that I would not particularly care for. Yeah, this the, feels like 100% like the Justice League yes. of regular comics where because but just Godzilla shows kill up. Godzilla. Like yeah. it's like you know that Superman is not going to just fly through his head and explode his brains out the back like would probably happen in you know, a boy's treatment of this sort of thing. Right. And it's, he's going to have to, because he knows that Godzilla is friend to all children like Gamera. And so we're going to have to have a more peaceful resolution. Yeah. Or maybe he's just going to punch the shit out of a giant lizard. Who knows? Maybe I that's going to happen too. And and there was, there the, the monsters are not just uh, limited to Godzilla and Kong in this comic as well, which I thought I was know. cool. Because it's not like DC doesn't have its own share of like, Kong-ish and uh, well, specifically Kong-ish. Uh, I'm so happy. To see that. <laughs> the the part of this that I think was probably my favorite was that you have the entire uh, Legion of Doom, and they go, they get teleported to Monster Island mysteriously in this thing, and uh, and you literally get a moment where Grodd is just like, oh shit, it's God. <laughs> so he sees the world's largest gorilla and he's like well that clearly is my god i probably should like worship this thing and it's like yeah that's great and he can probably psychically communicate with him and all that shit so yeah yeah it'll be great yeah i'm excited about i it. did I like think, the the legion of doom and it's the classic legion yes, of doom as well it is, so. it is the super friends treatment of the legion Actually, the of more doom. we talk about it the more i'm kind of i, I hope you do get that sound one because i'll probably oh, i'll probably oh, buy that i definitely ordered those i come nice. on i will probably buy that novelty dumb shit you think i'm not gonna go all in on that <laughs> stuff please uh, it's like i don't even know you it's like you don't even know me kill your darlings number two i don't want to kill him yeah do it do mm. it kill him no come on you can't make me do it uh local man number six i actually think this comic is pretty good i mean listen it's tim seeley so of course it's good yeah and tony fleeks tony fleeks tony fleeks <laughs> yes i love tony fleeks but uh, I also love that it's this. This is such a prescient uh, cover to have on here. This is the blood stroke, blood strike, blood whatever the fuck. Oh is. yeah, yeah. Whatever that Liefeld thing is. But it's like it's cool because like there's it's that, that flip thing, and then there's like the image, like the side. So it's like he's like in the modern, and then yes, there's like the back one. This is oh yeah, this yeah, is that. that 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 Liefeld book, right? And he's. Uh, there was like a, a comic book news resources or one of those places did a thing where they were like, and he's got a pitch. 
for this series that he's going to be bringing to studios. And it's like, yeah, I mean, they're not going to open the door, but he's going to bring it there. (laughs) He's going to be like, hey, guys, look at this. And they're going to be like, I did. I, you know, lights out. Pretend we're not here. I, I read my my news feed at work like i have like a microsoft homepage or whatever and at this point after 5 years of working at the same place uh it's very much very much just every comic book news story that could possibly be put yep. on there it's like that's it that's all that comes to me and there was one that was like rob lifefield has proof of concept video it's like the one comic story that i didn't click on this week and i think it's like, for the it's for do the, not yeah, care it's um, uh, anyway the madness Yep. Not the punk rock cover, I see. Uh, for some reason, there's a punk rock cover for every one of these madness things, and I don't believe that it deserves them. Uh, maybe I'm just being... Maybe I'm just gatekeeping, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think like it deserves it. them. Anyway, uh, The Man from Maybe. Holy shit, Shaky Kane. What, <laughs> what's Shaky going Kane. on? The Shaky Kane resurgence is... Yeah. The Renaissance. I think this is, is is coming today. So I think this is the weird work. Uh, it might be the same people. I, I mean, so, it's definitely yeah. Shaky Kane. Yeah. Um, but I'm, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm taking this away from the camera. No, it's fine. It just. Um, it's so good. It, it's I cool. Love him. Yeah. It's cool. God. Shaky Kane. So good. Uh, Man from maybe. It's awesome. It's crazy. Radioactive weird nonsense in the Shaky Kane style. Uh, we've got Miles. Sorry, I keep yawning on camera. <laughs> we've got Miles Morales. I'll take you off camera then. Hey, thanks. Uh, Miles After Morales, Spider Man. Uh, He's with, fighting vampires with Blade. Good old Bladey. Uh, we've got Moon Knight and uh, clearly some sort of Darth Vader in the background. Yeah, I bought this issue of Moon Knight. Guess why? Uh, because uh, he shows his dick. No, that's not why. Oh, it's because Tigra's in the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, she is also in this issue of My Little Pony. No, oh, you you told me too late. I didn't buy it. Oh, you fool! Um, we have Nightwing number one hundred seven, continuing this pirate story, <laughs> and also with inexplicable Nightwing backup story. I'm just like, does Nightwing <laughs> need a backup story? I don't think ah, so, personally. Jesus, but. I'm knocking everything over. Uh, I, I was so shocked by the cover treatment that I literally knocked everything over <sighs> when I read come for the sea's immaculate beauty stay for Nightwing's pirate booty <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that, that's a cover blurb <laughs> that is a fucking that's a cover brilliant blurb. cover blurb it plays into our knowledge that people are only reading Nightwing comics because he has the best ass in comics and that's about it I don't even understand how a comic book character can have the best ass amazing? in comics It's like, it's so subjective. First off, I don't know the answer to that question. And yet I know that he and Catwoman are the alpha and omega of male and female asses in comic books. Yeah. You know, the other thing that's really funny about this Nightwing is in the backup story, it's him teaming up with Jason Todd. And if you were looking at it, there is literally no distinguishing characteristics that would tell you which one, except for Jason Todd has the little streak of hair. But like other than that, it's literally just like two identical twins fighting crime. Yep. And I'm just like, but but Nightwing has the better ass. He, I'm sorry, <laughs> he just does. I think the the <laughs> fact is that Jim Ballant drew him so much with like Wait, when he was Jim in. Ballant. Uh, didn't he draw he Nightwing Catwoman. in Catwoman? And like, oh, I, I feel know. like I, I feel don't know like where that whole. Know. I think George Perez was think known for Perez? making him have like no. the the. Really? Yeah. The well-pronounced butt? Yeah, George Paris would find ways to draw him, like, mostly naked a lot. 
I mean, he had like ab, but he was more like abs do it. than ass. Oh, he's definitely, I mean, he's definitely abs ahoy. Yeah. Um, but speaking of great books, uh, this is probably my favorite Sumerian book that they have done as of, as of yet. That would be Pink Elephant. It is oh, yeah. issue number three. Nice. I believe this is the last issue of this arc. Uh, and it's great. I mean, it continues to be awesome. It's not, you know, it's not the most brilliant book that's ever existed. There's no reason for it to be. It's a, it's a drug-fueled serial killer book that's done in a, a particular uh, neon pastel it's cool. color it looks combo. Good. It's a beautiful-looking book. Uh, it's it's told exactly the way that it should be for exactly the type of story it is. Uh, it's just graphically a very appealing book. Like I also I, like I that it's tiny. It I just enjoy it. Oh yeah, it's also an interesting sort of like manga sized. Yes, sort of. Yeah, very strange. Love it. I love this book. Yeah. I have to move it because it's not the right size to be on there with anything else. So I'm you. going to have a red Sanja. Yep. People like this apparently. They do. You know what they don't like? They what? don't like Robotech Rick Hunter. I'm so sorry. I don't know why. It seems perfectly fine for a Robotech comic. I don't know. I feel like there's no reason. I feel like people who want a Robotech comic probably just want the manga. Yeah, probably. Uh, Rogue Sun is out. Number 16. Is that what that says? Yes, it does. It says number 16. Uh, Rumpus Room 2 of 5. I didn't care for the first issue. Um, it was in my bag, but I like Mark Russell. But Mark Russell's awesome. That's uh, probably and great. Just a, a heads up, if you really want a good Mark Russell, like probably one of his best, uh, Not All Robots is out in trade paperback oh, this nice. week. Uh, Ringo Award winning, I believe Eisner Award winning as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, this is, it's a great, that's a great one. Uh, Rumpus Room is fair to middling. Second Coming is still my favorite, Mark Russell. Oh, it's so good. That was such a good book. one. It still comes out. Yeah, but I mean. It's still good, too. Really? Yeah. Mm. It is. Uh, Nightmare Country. We stopped selling it. Like, it just stopped selling. I know it did. But <laughs> but uh, other than well, that one comic copy I was buying. <laughs> yes. I I just don't like buying one copy of a comic because I it's always destroyed. 100% understand. I found my copies. If you if you get more I'll than, cheat on you to get Mark if, Russell's second coming. If you get less than five copies of a comic book from any distributor, they will mangle them. Huh. It is just the truth because of the way that it, the way that a person has to take a comic book out of a box. There is no way to do that without just absolutely just smashing it to shit. And every time I order like two copies of something, yeah. it's kind of why dynamite, why our dynamite stuff is always beat to shit is because, you know, we get like 10 copies, but people want and the variants. It's so, printed on tissue paper. So uh, of the 10 variants, I get two copies of A, two copies of B, two copies of C, two copies, you know, whatever yeah. for one of those, you know, Draculina, Draco, whatever, <laughs> the shit. One of those titles that doesn't sell very well. You know, I just want to get every cover because I don't know what people are going to particularly want because I can't see how big the boobs are until I finally... <laughs> so I don't know which can, one they're going to buy. You can imagine how big they are. <laughs> I can. Uh, how globe-like. <laughs> how globulous. Uh, so so perfectly rounded. Yes. So round, so firm, so fully packed. They are toasted. Uh, <laughs> that is a Chesterfield cigarette uh, ad yes, from uh, actually, the 1940s. Actually, it's, toast, it, it's toasted is a Lucky Strike... Uh, oh, is that cigarette, what it is? And it's round firm, fully packed is coffee, I believe. 
Hmm, interesting. Or no, maybe it's not. I think it's. I think it's the. You might be right. Um, I'll Google it. Anyway, we got Scrapper from Alex DeCampi, Jordi Belair, Ryan Kelly, Cliff, some something that I can't pronounce. What is it? Scrapper. Oh yeah, it's about a dog. Uh, Scarlet Witch. It was actually. Nine. I don't buy this comic, but this comic is good. Hmm, it's good. Interesting. Like I, I, I got the first issue, and then it like totally lost me. And then I picked this one up, and I was like, ah, oh, no, this is pretty good. I like yeah. it. Um. So here's uh here's one that was another one that is a contender for my favorite book of the week. I and also one of my least favorite covers of the week. Uh Sensational She-Hulk number 1. I did like it. It's just like book. the old I series. Mean, it's, it's just they called it a number 1. It's just a bigger version of it because they put the showrunner of the the Disney Plus show and gave her a backup. Oh. That backup was super fun. That yeah. was that was delightful. It was yeah. a, it I was like. it had a it had a simple punchline, good setup. Fun action, absolutely loved it. The rest of it, it's just what you what you know from the last series, which was great. Which I love I love the part in this where Jack of Hearts shows up and uh, it was like uh, Titania and Volcana, and they they have this uh, gr- group with the thing that the Punch Club, the Punch Club, <laughs> and um, anyway, Jack of Hearts shows up and they're like talking about how they like basically have this knowing exchange about how hot he is and they're like yeah even dress like that even, dre- <laughs> exactly. like, so even dress like that he's super I love hot. That. like that line Pretty was great good. uh yeah that it's just it's so fun she hulk has been wonderful i'm so glad that they're giving this character who has had a really good series in the past they're giving it a chance to have other great series sirens of the city i've already spoken highly of the yes. art in this Carrie i Randolph. love it it's wonderful uh what a great series. Uh, Spine-tingling Spider-Man. Did you read it? I did not. Okay. Did it tingle your spine? No. Oh, Although no. it was good. Now I'm going to look at it. It's good. It's basically a horror comic where the villain removes every... No one knows who Spider-Man is, so he's like, Aunt May, and she's like, I don't have a nephew. And he's like, I work at the Daily Planet. They're like, who the fuck are you? And they're like, he's in his apartment, and he's like, where's all my shit? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. This isn't your apartment. And then uh, and then he also doesn't have his Spider-Man powers, so he like tries to jump, and he like almost breaks all his bones, and then it turns into this like kind of demonic chase yep uh sorry yeah that's like i gave away so much of the comic i mean i liked the first i like that the zero it's solid and ahmed uh and and it was the arts decent it's not like again it's it's not a take home for me but it certainly isn't the scariest marvel comic i've ever read but like whatever it was fine yeah absolutely interesting Uh, take the scariest marvel comic that i ever read was the star comic adaptation of shirt tales uh, Dark Droids, <laughs> Star Wars number thirty nine. Nice. That is a deep dive for someone who knows the Star Comics line, and that is about it. No one is going to know what Shirt Tales is. Um, so, uh, so around so firm, fully pack is Lucky Strike as well. Lucky Strike, yeah, and so is the It's Toasted. It's Toasted. Yeah, that was on. I knew that because I was. I actually. I would every once in a while I would smoke Lucky Strikes until they made me ill physically. Oh my god! Uh, when I smoked, that's um, me and uh, Camels, filterless Camels. I used to smoke too. Yeah, I never liked the filterless Camels. I would do mm. this. The Lucky Strikes. They taste good. Like I do think that Lucky Strikes are the best tasting cigarette. Ugh, Cowboy Killers were my favorites. Oh, Ugh. you mean just like regular Marlboros? Yeah, Marlboro Reds. Yeah, those oh were god. all right. The filters scared me though. 
I guess that was with Marlboro Lights, but oh, if you lights, like, because if you had, if you held a, yeah, yeah. Um, a flame to them, but like not like burn them, they would like the fiberglass would melt, and then yeah. I would just be like, "What am I inhaling into my lungs?" Oh, absolutely, you're scary. I mean, no matter, I was what. I was a Winston guy. Uh, oh, Winston's the but, worst. But Winston actually, when they went additive free, was pretty good, and then <laughs> when they stuck the additives back in, and you could taste it, it was even better. No, then I got rid of them, and then I was. Um, Nat Sherman until I quit. Jesus. Uh, I mean, I'm absolutely glad that I quit, but man, I, every time somebody like blows smoke know, in right? my face as I walk down the street, I'm like, <sighs> I do not. I, one thing I do not ever and will not ever understand is the people who are like, I can't stand the smell <laughs> of it anymore. I smell it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like it smells I so swear, good. I swear those people smoked for like a week. Right. I swear they're I like smoked for like thirty years. It's like somebody who smoked at a party once and they're like, Oh, I quit. I can't smoke it's like if you smoked cigarettes and you quit, you're like Oh God, if anybody like I occasionally think if if I'm ever like diagnosed where they're like, Well, you've got six months to live, I'll be like Oh yeah! Fuck! Spark them up. Buying so many <laughs> cases of cigarettes. Yeah, you know what sucks though so is much. that now a, ca- a carton of cigarettes costs almost a hundred dollars. Fuck it! I, I mean, I yeah, mean, I I'm guess it would die. Matter. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll yeah. put it on a credit card. No, I still <laughs> every once me. in a while I'll go to I'll go out to a show and someone will be out smoking and I'll be like, I get one of those. I no, I know myself well enough. I'm not one of those people. I can I can do it. I can't. I can't ever do it. Nope. Nope. I am a crack addict. I can't fucking touch anything. I I am so obsessive. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Speaking of crack addicts. He is... <laughs> I mean, why do you think he lives in a cave in the middle of Tatooine? What do you think he was doing all those years? <laughs> Had to keep so, do something to keep him occupied. That's pretty boring. Smoking crack in a cave. Was... <laughs> For 30 years while Luke Skywalker grew up. 20 I think, years. I think that's the backstory for Guar as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we've also got subgenre from Matt Kent. And Wilfredo Torres. Oh, Wilfredo uh, Torres. Which is actually, if you read their series Bang, uh, which was like a spy comic that Dark Horse da, da, put out da, several years ago. Let the boys um, be boys. Bang with an exclamation point. Uh, this is Sorry, literally just the newest issue of that, but in a totally different format. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this comic, but the uh, title is very difficult to read. I also very much wish that they would not put things in this format. I, I yeah, like, it does work. The, honestly, like the splash, like open sure. up, open it up to the splash page. Like, okay, or fine. it's like two issue, two pages in. Okay, I mean, sure. Yeah, show show the show the viewers at home. <laughs> like, I mean, that's fucking cool. It is cool. It's it's cool. That's it's why weird. you do something in that format. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, <sighs> As soon as I found out, that I can that's see I'm what, not going to convince you. No, you're not, because as soon as I found out that Distillery was doing that in the, like that, that was the only thing they were releasing comics in that form. I was like, oh, you guys are going to go under in a year. Oh, like there's no, you see, have no the, chance. The thing for me is that like previously the the what do they call that the Treasury format? Yeah, uh, was all about like the Brian Hitch style art where it would be like something like that would have like twenty thousand characters in it yes, and all kinds of yeah, that. Yeah. I don't like. I don't want it in sure. that. But this where it's like taking graphic advantage of it, where it's just like you know it. It I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, uh, I I'm not a fan still, but I can see I can see your point. Uh, let's see, Superman oversized eight hundred and fiftieth issue. I, it, it it felt a little slapped t- together. 
um, like it was like they had a regular issue and they were like, hey, this one's actually 850. Let's make it a big exercise. So they just stuck a bunch of stories on the end. Yeah. Uh, I will say that this I, main I just, cover, Superman has amazing VPL. Uh, so um, I'm just going to bring that up. Oh, can you see it? Can the viewers at home see his visible panty line? It's <laughs> it's creeping. You can see it under those under his shorts. It's right there. It is. Wow. Oh wow! Yeah, it is. It, it really is, obscene. is. I think it's a shadow, but I uh, mm, no, that's his VPL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's wearing a thong, is what you're saying? Yeah, okay. thong, the thong, thong, thong. Interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway. I don't know. I like this this run all right, um, but I I do feel like this kind of like feels like a regular issue with with a few things tagged on the end. But um, there's a. Uh, Oddly enough, a weird DC continuity thing that has not been used in uh, many, 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 many years that is reintroduced to the Superman mythos in this issue that is more of a Supergirl thing. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I think this is kind of interesting. We've got Swan Songs. We've got uh, Maxwell W. Maxwell Prince again coming out with another weirdo book. Um if you were excited about sad libs, this is this is the book that has your sad libs in it. Um, very fun. Uh, there's some dumb stuff in this. Uh, it's not as depressing as the first two issues, oh. and it's uh, this is uh, more in, akin to haha than the. I like haha. Yeah, same. Uh, I also like bebop and rock steady. Oh man, there's some good comics in there. Yeah, there's like a. A, sc- a scan of an old uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Archie uh, comic, and then there's the Nick Patara Bebop Rocksteady miniseries in its entirety. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a destroy everything. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one to forty four is out. Indeed. Tenement number five from the Bone Orchard series. Bone Orchard. Bone Orchard is ready. <sighs> Uh, Titans number four. Yep. This is the one where they enter Amanda Waller. I think that's another failed. I, and I, I would actually say catch me if you can was bad, but enter Amanda Waller is real bad. <laughs> it's seriously. I mean, come just, on. Enter eventually someone, Amanda Waller. Eventually they're going to just write the teen Titans enter Amanda Waller. Um, I I just I don't it's weird how bad they are I wonder if they have a a department that does the cover blurbs or if it's the people who make the comics who put it on there but I think there's a I think there's a company uh, uh, and I think they need uh, I I know Warner Brothers uh, had a lot of layoffs Yes. I think maybe they targeted them in the wrong area. I think so, too. Maybe they could have kept a couple editors <laughs> and gotten rid of the people who wrote uh, Enter Amanda Waller on the cover or Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. Oif. Oif is right. Uh, yep. <laughs> and here we have Walking Dead Deluxe and mm-hmm. we so have Deluxe. Wild's End, number five. Oh, such a gorgeous book. I yep. love it. Beautiful. And that's what we got. 
that's that hey, hey that's end. comics this week check it out we did and it we that's comics we got comics thank you so much and uh so buy your comics from coastcitycomics.com that's a thing that we would really enjoy if you would yeah. do that it helps us continue to make these podcasts and do the things that we do uh things like such as things uh such as seals um no wait Everybody, hold on. I need to grab a weird bag that I screen printed. Uh, <laughs> I always say me. I actually have a screen printer now. Her name is Sarah Padalano. Huh. And I don't have to screen print everything anymore. So uh, forgive me for uh, for stealing for uh, what is that called when you wear a soldier's uniform? Uh. Uh, stolen Valor. Uh, I didn't mean to stolen Valor Sarah for her uh, screen printing. She'll never forgive you. She just quit. I know. She She's listens somehow listens to listening this to the podcast in the future. Yes, and quit <laughs> and quit right, right now. now. Uh, so Nickelodeon Cinemas, uh, we got uh, that is going to be October 29th, 7 p.m. We have Jackie Kong, director of such classics as Night Patrol and The Being with Martin Landau. Ooh. Um, and she's going to be presenting Blood Diner. We're presenting Blood Diner there. And uh, you can come see it, and it's going to be amazing. She's signing stuff. We have posters. We've done a an exclusive silkscreen poster. We're doing shirts that the are exclusive. The poster is one of my favorite pieces of art I have ever seen that you produce. <laughs> Thank I you so genuinely, much. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely love it. I think it's I think it's super fun. I was very I, I was very happy with it when we got it done. You kicked it. You ki- you kicked ass on it. It's great because we we had a, a color mist mishap, and it turned out to be the best mishap ever because we <laughs> we bought blue ink because it looked like black ink because i was like oh crap i don't have my i was out of water-based ink that i'd ordered so i went down to artists and craftsmen and i got ink and it turned to be it turned out to be royal blue mm. so i wound up mixing our reds with it and turning it into a dark purple mm-hmm. and the black on the poster is actually a super dark purple and it looks so much better than it would have looked black oh, it's wow. crazy nice and i would never have guessed that that would have worked right so i was really happy that that we managed to make that work. Now you gave everyone your secret. That's the secret. That's the secret sauce. Um, and it's also covered in secret sauce, which is also a good thing. But uh, Blood Diner, a classic cult film. Another another amazing thing. It's just she's full of crazy stories. Her, her life is insanely impressive. Like just the things that she has done. If you imagine, a like just imagine a woman making exploitation horror movies in the 80s let alone an asian woman making exploitation horror movies in the 80s her life must have been so so wacky and it was and the number of people that she associated with and the people that she knows her mother this is another thing that maybe is something that we aren't going to really go into too much because she's going to be doing a book about it so i don't think she wants to talk about it too much but her mother was a huge film star one of the earliest uh, Asian film stars in Hollywood uh, and also had a, I believe she knew, she she mentioned some really interesting things, Mm. uh, like specifically uh, knowing, um, oh my God, shit. I I just, I blanked out on it. Maybe it's Mm. me being protective because I'm not supposed to tell these stories. Mm. Uh, But when I've talked to her about certain things and she has mentioned 
uh, fucking uh, who's who was known as the greatest living American actor and then became a Lawrence to- Lawrence Olivier a total bizarro. Well, he's British. So oh, can. sorry. Um, uh, Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> oh, you're talking about um, Marlon Marlon Brando. Brando. Yes, there's there was a connection between her family and Marlon Brando, and I don't know exactly what it is, hmm. but. She definitely knew Marlon Brando <laughs> in some facet. There's some Marlon Brando was actually pretty cool. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like, talk about people who were misunderstood. Like everybody, everything that like made him weird. Yeah, yeah. If you like transpose it into today, you'd just be like, he was just smart. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I he's a little strange for yeah, sure, but no. like. You know, near the end, he definitely started when, losing when, his grip. When but. you're talking about things that are just like kind of totally no, like n- no, no brainers, and everybody acts like you're insane. Yeah, you're gonna start to develop some weird fucking like paranoid things about people. Yes, uh, of course. In general, I think personally, but like I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, That's guys, a different podcast. Hit this up. It's gonna be amazing. We've yeah. got. We have shirts that we're going to do specifically for this obviously we've we've done the blood diner we've done the tupman cafe shirts forever uh we're the exclusive place for those so if you want to get your tupman cafe shirts we're going to have those as well we're going to do them on t-shirts because people have asked they were on they were on your italian tanks before but uh because that's what they wore in the in the movie uh but uh, we'll do them on t-shirts this time just for shits and giggles nice and uh yeah come by we gotta we gotta get some people to these cult movie events and doing these crazy things because Uh come on we're doing weird stuff and jackie has a new comic book out so it's a tie between all the things that the store does it just seems like a no-brainer to us to do this because she has two issues of her comic i also did i helped her work on it i did some logo design work for it i'm a big fan of her movies big fan of night patrol but uh i wouldn't watch it in mixed company because if you're not 40 years old or older you're going to be tragically offended by this very offensive movie (laughs) it does not stand the test of time i can't even watch it now honestly (laughs) wait which one night patrol yeah i haven't seen it oh so I mean, there's a lot of movies like that, though. It introduced the world to Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, she brought I mean, Andrew for, Dice for Clay that alone. The world. I know, <laughs> but it starred uh, Maury Lieberman. Is that his name? Uh, the unknown comic. Oh, like, cool. Yeah, that it was literally a story of him becoming a police officer and being the unknown comic at night. How it was like a vehicle for him. So he would wear the he would wear the the unknown comic. Which was just bag. like a pa- paper bag. It was bag, a paper right, bag yeah. over his head so that he wasn't known for being a cop. And that was like the story of, like, that was the comedy aspect of the whole thing. And so it took place in stand up comedy places. And there's so many stand ups in that movie. Huh. It's weird. Pat Morita's in it. Nice. Yeah. But honestly, it is so offensive. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I don't know. wow. I, uh, when I picked up one of the things I picked up, um, Yesterday, when I was uh, shopping for cheap ass comics, I uh, I picked up a handful of old Evan Dorkin comics, and you know the one yeah, that's yeah. called the uh, Dick Wad of the like Cosmic Vice Squad <laughs> or whatever, where it's like him doing like the adult yeah, jokes. Yeah, Man, yeah. you want to talk about shit that does not age well? Mm. It's like the guy who does milk and cheese drawing like sex acts. Ooh, yeah, but like. F- that are funny mm-hmm. yeah yeah. it's like i don't know it's hard for me to imagine that there was ever a time where people were in but like that shit sold more than like batman sells now 
Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's many, entirely many, true, but how like, many people bought Satan's Sodomy Baby when it came out? Oh, I bought two copies and I still have them. Yeah, um, one to read and one to leave in the bag. I had I had copies, but uh, one of my friends needed one, so I was like, ah. Honestly, that book was pretty tame. It was it as really far was. as like that shit goes. No, like it was, just, it was it, just like it was just hard to find. It was a thing that somebody didn't well, like that got pressed because somebody didn't want to put it out, and then somebody yeah, yeah. else put it out or something. I don't know. However, I, it worked. I think probably they just pretended they didn't want to put it out. Yeah, it was like so I pitched it to DC and they said no. It's like yeah. of course they said no to the one where Satan shits a baby out and then it does shit. <laughs> yes, uh, it's weird. Anyway, if you like things where Satan shits out a baby, you're going to love Blood Diner. Uh, so <laughs> come come see it. Yeah, come visit come with us. It. Get some shit just to hang out Jackie. and be, see a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. That's and like, just hang out you know. with, with peers who are of your, you know, who, who think the same way that you do. If you like cult movies and you like comics and you like the kind of stuff that Coast City does, why wouldn't you come out to this and meet the people yeah. who also feel the same way as you do? And having it's, been to Damnation Land, which had over a thousand uh, ticket ticket yeah, purchases uh, this week, there's we know that those people exist in this town. They do. So we got to just find them and let them know. Yep. And you could come from out of town too. Maybe you're listening in another town, like uh, or another state, even mm. perhaps you're in Vermont. That's, that's quite a trek. <laughs> but uh, if if you want to we would love it you could do it you could totally do it anyway thank you so much for listening uh you can follow us at uh at coast city comics at i'm actually comics and you can follow bob at dollar binge yeah and, and uh, there may soon be a curated dollar binge dollar bin at coast city yes absolutely we're gonna we're gonna try to get that going as a project that'll be awesome i think it's gonna be fun i can't <laughs> wait thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week good night bye